This is Tim Ferriss, author of The 4-Hour Workweek, and you are listening to the 10 Golden Rules Podcast. Perfect. Welcome to Episode 29 of the 10 Golden Rules of Internet Marketing Podcast. We have a sit-down with word-of-mouth marketing guru Andy Cernovitz and a live Q&A session, some great calls, so let's podcast. Welcome to the 10 Golden Rules of Internet Marketing Podcast, featuring the latest strategies and techniques to drive traffic to your website and convert that traffic into sales. Now here's the CEO of 10goldenrules.com, Jay Berkowitz. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever and whenever this podcast finds you, thanks for tuning in for episode 29. I'm back from Inc. 500 and Blog World Expo in Las Vegas. I met some amazing people and ran a lot of audio while I was out there, so we'll get that to you over the next couple weeks. I apologize for a little cold. I guess that's what five cities in four weeks will do to you. I also recorded my session at Blog World Expo. It was called the Top 10 Strategies to Promote and Monetize Your Blog. So listen for the entire recording on an upcoming episode as well. We'll make the slides available to you. If you're a regular listener, thanks for tuning in. And if you're new to the show, you may want to subscribe to this podcast. We have some amazing experts coming up on the next few shows, including Michael Port, author of Book Yourself Solid, Tony Say, the CEO of billion-dollar web success story Zappos.com, and David Meerman Scott, the author of The New Rules of Marketing and PR. Now, you don't even need an iPod to subscribe to podcasts over at iTunes. The iTunes software is free. You can get it at apple.com. And every time a new podcast comes out, you'll get a little alert and it will be downloaded to your iTunes. So every time you turn on iTunes, you'll get the latest podcasts. And you can listen to this show and a number of other great shows like the 4 Immediate Release, PR and New Media Podcast, 6 Pixels of Separation, Jaffe Juice, that affiliate thing, a number of shows that I listen to on a weekly basis. So check out iTunes, download the software, and you can subscribe to this show and a number of other great shows. Let me talk about some events coming up for me over the next little bit. I'll be in the Big Apple on October 5th for Social Media 2008. I have a new presentation called Making Social Media Make Money. So if you're in the big city, I'm sure there'll be a fun event on Sunday, October 5th. Please get in touch. I'd be happy to connect you with our festivities following the show. October 24th, I'm presenting at the Strategic Forum in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. November 11th is Webmaster World's PubCon, and we'll be back in Las Vegas. All of the links to our speaking events are on 10goldenrules.com. And please let me know if you're going to be close to one of these areas or if you're going to be in the city or going to be at the event. And um, we generally do a dinner and, and a get-together um, during or following the event. So I'd like to connect you with those.
standing there. You're right. That's a short preview of the song of the week. I met a great guy at Blog World. His name is Michael Page. He's a recording artist and popular performer in Las Vegas. So stay with us to the end of the show for the song of the week. One last bit of news. I just received the link. The video is up on AffiliateSummit.tv of my recent presentation, The 10 Hottest Strategies for Internet Marketing. So we'll have a link in the show notes to the video presentation as well on SlideShare. All the slides are available for the show. Now, the 10 Golden Rules podcast wouldn't be the same without your participation. Please give us a call to say hi. Share tips for new tools or strategies that are working for you. We use a total digital recording service, so you can call any time of the day or night. The number is 206-888-6606. Please call us anytime you have a question or comment. First up this week, Joel LaBava. Hello, this is Joel LaBava, Cleveland, Ohio, the Franchise King blog. Jay Berkowitz rocks. Jay, you gave a fantastic presentation at the Las Vegas Blog World Expo. I want to thank you for some great ideas, and I look forward to bonding with you further in the future. Thanks again, Jay. Thanks, Joel. As I mentioned, we recorded the whole Blog World presentation, and it'll be available in the next show or two. Hey, Jay. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is Jeff Hershkowitz calling from New York at New York City Balloons. Just finished listening to the latest podcast. Got some great, great info on the blogging. Opened my eyes to a whole other world. I'm actually on them right now, setting up a new blog, hoping to create a network. I've actually sent you an invite, so I hope to hear back from you. I've been using all the new tools that I've gotten from the 10 Golden Rules podcast, and my website results have just been phenomenal, phenomenal. I would hope that you can kind of check in with us from time to time to track and see how we've put this arsenal to work and how it's really given us an advantage and an edge over our competitors here. Feel free to visit us on the web. It's balloonnyc.com. And uh, I'll be looking forward to future podcasts. Great joke of the week, by the way. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks, Jeff. It's awesome to hear that everything's going so well for you. I just had a quick look at your site, and one thing I would test is adding a UVP. Our 10 golden rules, rule number three, is to create a unique value proposition. That's something free you give people on your site to build a relationship with them. If I was you, I'd write a free party planning guide. Everything you need to know to plan a great event. Make it a free download with your contact information. So if you give me um, your email and first name and last name, we'll also subscribe you to our e-newsletter. And when people download the free guide, they could get the newsletter. This helps build a prospect mailing list. And um, give us a shout. Let us know if you do this. And let us know if it increases the number of leads you get. Um, quick FYI, if you have called into the show and we haven't played your message, there's a good chance it was either over-the-board promotional, and we don't get a lot of those. But if you have called in and we haven't played your message, there's a chance it slipped through the cracks. So let me know. Next up, my good friend, Scott Pooler. Hi, Jay. It's Scott Pooler of iBusinessLogic.com. Just listening to your last podcast and heard that the fellow from Twibbler, a Twitter client that processes your eBay listings and sends them to Twitter, promoting his product on your show. And I know that it's a great concept, a wonderful idea to 
to promote your product. But I also know that a lot of Twitter people consider it to be spam, especially if you're a power seller on eBay and you do your listings in bulk. If you start listing 20, 30, 50, 100 items at a time, that's going to be that many Twitter tweets coming out from your account. And the next thing you know, you're going to lose followers by the hundred. So be very careful about uh, using Twiddler and spamming your Twitter account with your eBay list. Probably a lot more effective to pick and choose when and where you want to promote your eBay listings on Twitter. It's not a bad idea to do that, but it shouldn't be every particular tweet that you send out. Hope you're having a great time down there in South Florida or wherever you are, and hope to speak with you soon about our joint book idea. Have a great day, and keep podcasting. Bye. Hey, thanks a lot, Scott. Brad Anderson, the inventor of Twibbler, called in to the last show. And, and Scott probably has a good point. If you have lots of products on eBay, like Scott is a power seller, and so he would have products coming out every day, you don't want to tie your Twitter tweets to your eBay listings because that's all you'd be doing is promoting your own products and uh, I'd be the first person to unfollow you on Twitter. For those of you who've seen a live 10 Golden Rules presentation, one of the things we've been doing is recording the question and answer period. So following is the live Q&A from two events. I just strung them together. I was at the Specialized Information Publishers Association in Washington, D.C., and the Advertising Federation. A quick reminder, after this is Andy Cernovitz, the word-of-mouth marketing guru. You don't want to miss that. So let's go to the Q&A and follow that up with Andy Cernovitz. Yeah, it's Brian Taylor from Eduguide. And this has been really great. Uh, I just want to try to capture some of this learning in a couple of critical areas on follow-through. You referenced using press releases in an innovative way. But how quickly can those get onto the Google listings if it takes three to six months for them to pick things up? That's a great question. The web-optimized press releases we talked about, adding keyword phrases to a press release, generally get picked up in two to four days. Because what you're going to be doing by using PR Web is linking Yahoo and a number of other websites will typically pick up that press release and link to that page. And so you're building link importance very, very quickly, and those news press releases get picked up very, very quickly uh, onto the first page of Google. Yeah, real quickly, uh, when you mentioned using dynamic URLs, actually you referenced using dynamic keywords in your uh, Google Ads. Can you do that with the URL, or do you have to do that in advance? And, um, and then also you referenced using images I'm putting an iPhone uh, image on a page, aren't I? I'm not going to be the leading image for iPhone to be listed, right? There's lots of other places. So what do you have to do to make images work as a way to get in the top? Very good questions. So the first question was about dynamic URLs. The tip we talked about was including a keyword phrase in your URL name. So if someone's searching for internet marketing ideas, I can name a page 10goldenrules.com slash internet marketing ideas. And internet marketing ideas appears as the URL in the Google ad. So the ad will seem more relevant to the user because the page is actually named 10goldenrules.com slash internet marketing ideas. The dynamic keyword insertion is a tool in Google by um, writing a little line of code that's the squiggly bracket keyword colon 
and then you need a default term. But basically, the squiggly bracket and the term keyword tells Google to insert the keyword the person searched as the headline of your ad. Now, you have to be bidding on that keyword phrase. So again, if someone searched internet marketing ideas, the headline of the ad is going to show up internet marketing ideas. The final question you asked, I think, was about images and press releases. You're correct. The phrase iPhone, you're not going to get listed for in a press release. However, if someone searches for iPhone coding hack, and you name a picture iPhone coding hack, and send out a press release, I don't recommend this, by the way, but send out a press release, a press release that says, here's a new iPhone coding hack, and name the picture iPhone coding hack, and make sure the picture is resident on the website as iPhone coding hack, and include the picture as an image with the press release on PR web, there's a good chance that that longer tail keyword phrase will get picked up and you'll show for iPhone coding hack. And the more specific the phrase, the more likely to get good results. Scott Stevenson, stevensoninc.com. That's stevensoninc.com. Um, <clears throat> I really sense one of the bottom lines from your presentation is that the more a company is willing to give freely, the more you get back. And uh, that's one it's a beautiful thing, thing, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's the one thing I'm really picking up here. So. Yeah, thank you. I mean, content is great, right? Like this podcast has given me a lot. Even though I'm giving away a lot of free content, like if you're listening to this podcast right now, hopefully you're enjoying it and learning a few things. But I've had some great opportunities, like speaking opportunities, and we have a client that listened to our podcast and called us up, and we're doing business with them today. So we're giving away free content on this podcast, but it's giving back as well. Bob Coleman, Coleman Publishing. Jay, I'm very intrigued about Twitter. How often do you update it, and can you expand a little bit more in terms of B2B, how that works exactly? Twitter is called microblogging, and it's T-W-I-T-T-E-R.com. And the best way to see it is go to twitter.com slash jberkowitz, and you'll see my Twitter page. And you'll see all the people who are following me, and you can see their pages, and you'll see the kind of updates that they, they do. So, for example, I follow CNN Breaking News, and that's pretty straightforward. When there's really big news, CNN puts out a breaking news tweet or a Twitter and it's a short message. It's only up to 140 characters, and it can contain a link to CNN.com. Uh, we talked about a company called Woot.com, W-O-O-T.com, and they sell one product a day, but that product is an amazing deal or a discount. And they send out a Twitter with the deal of the day, and I get that note, and there's a link to the Woot page, and I can get a great deal on a computer or a projector or golf balls or whatever the deal of the day is. Another business application, there's a great blogger named Steve Rubel, and he works with Edelman Communications. Just Google, you know, Steve Rubel Twitter. And he sends out breaking news in the interactive marketing community, in the PR community. And I'd say almost every day he sends two or three Twitters, normally first thing in the morning. And it's almost always good content. So it's like reading blogs or listening to podcasts. You're going to listen to stuff that continues to reward your, your time. And Rebel always has something great. And so I always read his tweets, and I always click to his stories. He's building his personal brand. He's building the brand of Edelman, and it's working great. So. Richard Spiesack, Imagineering Productions. I'm a web and designer and Internet marketer. What do you say to the client who is so enamored of their Flash animation that they really don't want to hear about the necessity of having some text in HTML? I typically say, well, frame it. Make sure that you have HTML-friendly text in it, 
but a lot of times I get the reaction that, you know, we've spent a lot of money on Flash. We really love our Flash page. We really love that Flash Spash page. And the hell with those people that want to do uh, skip intro. Thank you. That's a great question. There's a couple things that, that I would say to that client. The first thing is take a whole paragraph of text, copy that whole paragraph into Google. It's an exercise we showed you in the presentation. And if that whole paragraph doesn't come up in Google, you can be pretty sure that whatever their product or service is isn't going to come up in Google. The second thing is another tool we talked about called SEO Digger. If you do an SEO Digger on their site, and I did this today, the site came up for two results. Their main competitor came up for 1,103 results. So the Flash on the website, even though Google can read a little bit of Flash today, for the most part, it still functions like a blockade. And Google can't get past that flash, especially in the site I saw today. They can't get past that flash, so they, they can't read the words on the site. So the words don't come up in Google searches. And you're just leaving too much money on the table. One of our clients got 1.2 million visits to their site for free from Google in one month. They're throwing 1.2 million vi potential visits out the window if their site can't be properly optimized. So if they spend a lot of money and they built a beautiful flash presentation, Put it in a box, put it on the home page, and put some words at the top and bottom so that Google can read those words, and the rest of the site can be indexed. And make sure there's a sitemap link so Google can follow the sitemap link and read all the other links and read all the other pages properly on the website. Jay, what's the next generation after HTML? I'm hearing uh, something called Drupal. Are you, you know, what? I'm not familiar with Drupal. As a matter of fact, why don't I go over to the web dev guys? What's the next, what's the next, uh, what's next? What are some Drupal. of the new design programs? Drupal is a content managing tool. Instead of an HTML uh, bed, what Drupal allows you to do, it's really oriented toward the user developed content. So it's, it's basically a bed that, that users can put any content in. It's, it's kind of a totally web friendly environment for non-web people. Another one's called Joomla, right, Christian? That's correct. How, how does Joomla work? Well, it's a content management system that allows you to put the uh, the web designer will set it up for you, but then you can manage your own content. So basically, you can upload a press release, you can upload a page of copy, um, you can change a few basic things on your website. You, to change the look or feel, you got to change more stuff. Tracy Hankis, I'm with First Bank and Trust of Indian Town, and um, my question is: in, in communities like Stewart and the Treasure Coast, where we have a higher demographic of older people in the community, do you have any statistics to show that they are online and what their usage might be? We're definitely seeing a lot more older people online. I, I don't have statistics off the top of my head, but I'll give you a you know a qualitative story. My grandmother's 92, her boyfriend's 91, and they're surfing that internet thing. <laughs> The other thing that we've worked in a number of categories, including diabetes, where it typically skews a lot older, and a lot of times the research is being done by the kids. So, you know, my mom would research stuff for my grandmother, and so we had tremendous success in the diabetes category online, despite the client thinking that, you know, it might not work all that well. And a lot of times it was their sons and daughters who were getting the um, testing equipment, diabetes testing equipment for mom. Romina Colombo with BB Jones Communications. I just wanted to know what might be the best way for me to put out a column to get more people. Should I blog it? That's a great question. The best way to put out a column. One of the things I would recommend is if you write a great column, you can repurpose that content three or four times. So one of the things you want to do is you definitely want to have an e-newsletter. For almost every business I've found, an e-newsletter is a tremendous strategy for internet marketing. 
because it's a reason for people to opt in on your website and say, hey, here's my email address. Send me your tips and strategies in your free e-newsletter. And you just generated a lead off your website. And then in your e-newsletter, you have permission to stay top of mind on a regular basis, sending stories and customer testimonials, and send phenomenal content. Don't just write an article. Write a great article. And if you're not a great writer, you can hire an inexpensive writer from Elance or Guru.com and give them a briefing and then let them do the research, and they'll write something brilliant. And your goal is always to have e-newsletter articles that are so good that they're forwarded to a friend. And that's the other value of an e-newsletter is that people will actually send it because like knows like. So if I'm into hockey, I know other people who are into hockey. And I am, by the way. I'm Canadian. And if, if you're into internet marketing, you know other people into internet marketing. So your e-newsletter is going to get forwarded to a friend. The other thing you're going to do with that e-newsletter article is optimize it for the search engines. So you're going to pick two or three keyword phrases. And how many times do you think you're going to repeat that on a page? Three, three times on a page. All right. We're getting, this worked. Okay. So if you take two or three phrases and repeat them a couple times on that page, add that e-newsletter article to the website, you've now created new Google juice or new search engine content for, for Google to read. Now, I said you're going to repurpose that content, okay? So that article is going to be on your website. But you could take a little snippet of that article and put it on your blog. And you could put maybe one or 200 words as a blog post and say to read the full article, go to our website over here. And then you could take 140 characters and add it to Twitter and link on Twitter. And you could also go out to some other industry publications and say, you know, if, if someone asks a question in, in LinkedIn or Facebook, you could link to your article and say, oh, here's an article that solves your question and answers your problem. So you can take that effort and you can repurpose it many different ways. Another thing you could do is rewrite it as a web press release. Set it up on your website as a press release, reshuffle the words around, format it as a press release, the same core content answering the same question, and then use PR Web and the tactics we talked about to get that press release picked up in Google and the other search engines. Anyways, I'll, I'll stick around. I'd love to spend some time with you folks. Thank you all very much for your attention today. Well, thank you very much to everyone who participated in our live sessions. Let's not uh, delay. Let's get to Andy Cernovich, word-of-mouth marketing guru. I met him at eBay Live. He spoke just after me. And uh, I think we get interrupted a few times because we're both doing a book signing. Uh, anyways, here's Andy Cernovitz, word-of-mouth marketing expert. So we're officially here with Andy Cernovitz. Andy just finished his presentation at eBay Live, and he's just wrapping up his book signing. Congratulations. Thank you, and congratulations on your book coming out. That's awesome, and your eBay presentation. Thank you. It's very, very exciting for me. You talked about word-of-mouth marketing. Your book's called Word-of-Mouth Marketing. First, tell everyone a little bit about your background and how you got here. And uh, The big question. So um, I'm the word-of-mouth marketing guy, and the book is called Word-of-Mouth Marketing, and you get it at wordofmouthmarketingbook.com. And, um, you know, everything I've been doing in the last many years is, is teaching people, you know, how do you get... How do you be interesting? How do you get people to share? How do you get people to talk about you? Because there's nothing that you can do that doesn't have an extra word-of-mouth bump to it. If you run an ad, you can make an ad worth talking about. If you do packaging, you can do packaging that people share. That if you do a product, there's got to be a, have you seen this feature? And as you start to think about this one big question of why would someone talk about your stuff, it becomes very easy to say, oh, I would do X, Y, or Z, and then word of mouth becomes this interesting habit. So I, I'm going to make this a, into a consulting session because right. I've got you here. All right. I launched my book yesterday. 
we had some really good comments from folks. What are some of the things I could do or other, you know, obviously people listening could do to build their brand on top of an opportunity like having a book or an ebook, something we recommend to people? I think probably the single biggest thing that I've done to promote my book is I give away a lot of stuff. The books, I give away a lot of books. You know, at this speech here, I passed around, I had a 10-pound bag of candy bars. And I just gave everybody a candy bar and bookmarks and stickers and notepads and post-it notes. And we have all these moments in business where we talk to people and we have contact, we have an experience, and they have a nice thought about it, but there's nothing tangible they can take back and say, huh, I saw this. So when you give someone a bookmark or a button or something... They take it back to their office, and they stick it on their desk, and somebody says, um, where'd you get that? And then you talk about the book, and then you talk about there. It's, it's all about, you know, the, the mechanics of sharing are a lot of what makes word of mouth what it is. Are there different tips on the bookmark that you've got word of mouth marketing tip? Number 96, give people something that creates a conversation. Yeah. Are there 96 that came yeah. before this one? There's lots of random tips. There's, um, there's um, the back of my business card says put something interesting on the back of your business card. Yeah, the word of mouth comes down to a couple really simple big ideas. Ask people to talk about you is number one. And we, we forget to just say at the end of a sale, yeah, I appreciate it if you tell a friend. Thank you for posting a review. I'd be grateful if you told somebody about this. And when you do it, it works. Because people like to help, and they want to be asked, and they want to feel special. So when you ask for word of mouth, you get it. And the second big idea is making it easy. The, the more you say, hey, here's something the guy gave me, and you give it to a friend, the more you say, here's a, a handout, all you need to do is forward this email, the easier it is, the, the, the more people talk. I think one of the classics of word of mouth is that email we all get you know, the friend of a friend of a friend sent you the secret discount code from the Gap or J. Crew. Was the Gap story a real story? It's a real story. We all we all get these emails. You know, the secret the secret employee discount code, and I don't know how you get it or why you get it, but when you get those emails that say, "Hey, we've got the coupon of the week," the company is sending it out on purpose, and they're hoping it gets shared. But the reason it works is because it's an email, and the reason email is important is that email is easy to share. So you've got a incredible opportunity to. You go from one person telling a friend, hey, there's a sale at the Gap, versus someone emailing a friend who forwards it to 10 friends, and they each forward it to 10 friends, because you've really made it simple to pass it along. You said in the presentation, marketing's what you do, not what you say. And you had a great example from the famous, now, shoe store, Zappos.com, Z-A-P-P-O-S, or Z-A-P-P-O-S for my Canadian friends. They're going to sell a billion dollars worth of shoes today. Talk to me about how they're making people happy and what they do, not what they say. Yeah. So Zappos has built this giant brand around just basically being nice. It, it all started when they started offering unlimited returns. And they pay for postage both directions. And that's a great example of a single reason to talk. Like when you're buying shoes online, if you're talking to a friend about it, and they say, oh, go to Zappos, they pay for returns, shipping both directions is free. That line is their word-of-mouth topic. And it becomes the thing that's easy to repeat, the thing that's easy to share, it's easy to tell a friend. And it's that dynamic. And so many companies have a brand message. Nobody wants to talk about a brand message. You know, they want to have a word-of-mouth topic. There's three reasons people will talk about you. The people talk about you not because of your ads or who you are. The people will talk about you because they like you. You make great stuff. They'll talk about you because of me. I feel good when I talk about you. Or they'll talk about you because of us. I talk because I'm part of the group. And the you reason is fairly obvious. They talk about you because you're an awesome company that makes awesome stuff. The thing we try for every day. The me reason says, I love being asked about shoes or clothes or books or whatever you're selling. And so 
give me stuff that when my friends ask me, I've got something to say. So if you make me look smart, if you make me feel important, if you give me something really fun to repeat, I'm much more likely to repeat it. And the us one is, I love to be part of the VIP program or a special community or I belong. So when you make me part of a club, I talk. That's great. So many of the examples you shared were so brilliant in their simplicity. I love the example of the Wynn Hotel how they launched and who they targeted for their grand opening. You want to tell that story? Sure. So the, the, the Wynn Hotel, when they opened up in Las Vegas, their question was, who's going to tell their friends about this hotel? Who were their talkers? And the obvious answer in a tourist-based city is the cabbies. Everybody asks a cabbie, where should I go to dinner? Where's the best show? So the week before they opened the hotel, they let every cab driver in Las Vegas stay there for free. And, of course, now the cabs are in love, and it's the most attention. Brilliant, brilliantly simple, right? Brilliantly simple. And so much of this word of mouth is easier than advertising. That it's about keep asking yourself, who is going to talk, and what are they going to say? And when you answer that question, who's going to tell a friend about you, it's moms or customers or readers or teachers or whatever. Then the what are they going to say is, it's cool or it's fun or I'm important or I think this is great. And you keep asking those questions. Who will talk and what will they say? And if you're not sure, keep coming up with new reasons to talk. And the more you do it, and the more you do it, and the more you do it, sooner or later, someone will start talking about you. So a lot of word of mouth is trying a bunch of stuff. Don't spend any money, but do a stunt. Print some handouts, give away some things, write something funny online, do a silly blog post, and every so often, someone will write about it. And you're like, ooh, do more of that. So I wrote you know, a zillion blog posts talking about my book, and a bunch of people write reviews and post it and all that. And then one day, a blog that writes about how to market churches wrote about my book. And that was a community I never really focused on, but there's a lot of people who look at this topic of marketing of churches. So now I wrote more blog posts so that that audience has something to talk about and how they could use this material for their particular marketing objective, and they talked more. Did I plan it? No. Did I expect it? No. But I found some talkers. I found a conversation. So I talk about it. And every day, someone else will show up and start talking about you. Awesome. Maybe give me a couple examples that a small business could use and a couple examples for a bigger business, like really practical things, how to go about it, how to start word of mouth. Small business examples. Um, start with really, really easy stuff. I mean, you should have a blog. And everyone says you should have a blog, but not because it's for advertising. Then what a blog does is never going to make you world famous. But a blog gives your fans fresh stuff to talk about. If someone likes you, if they're a regular customer, when you give them a paragraph to read twice a week, they've got something new to say. And the longer someone's been a customer, the less they have to say because you do the same stuff. So by giving them fresh topics, you get fresh conversations. The other thing that I think small businesses need to do, especially physical retail stores, is give them something. Don't ever let anybody walk out the door without something in their hand. You're at lunch. You're at a restaurant. You're going to go back to the office. Every single one of your customers is about to go see 20 other people. Send them with a box of desserts to take back to the office. Give them a propeller hat. Give them a <laughs> gift. So when those people get back to their desk and someone says, hey, where'd you go for lunch? They have an answer that's worth talking about. And for bigger businesses, what's the... Bigger businesses always make the word of mouth too hard. They have a white paper. That's the whole point of a white paper was to get shared. But then they make it a PDF, so you can't copy the text and blog about it. Then they make you fill out a log login form, so you can't get a copy of it, and you can't share it, and you can't get to it. So big businesses need to think about making the sharing easier. Put out stuff every single day that's meant to be stolen and shared. Information, ideas, flyers, handouts, whatever. And to get out there and just say, let people talk. Maybe that's a good... You had another great line. You said, it's a federal law that every marketing presentation has to mention Seth Godin. That's true. So, so Seth had a good line a couple of days ago at the conference. 
He said, digital wants to be free. Digital wants to be free. I've now qualified my federal law statute. Yeah, there's a bunch Andy of great. Cernovich uh, code number. Yes, the best the best thing. You know, Seth has lots of great you know, advice, and he's great at giving you these simple ideas. But yeah, the word of mouth thing is that if you don't give people stuff to share, they're not going to share it. If you don't give people stuff to talk about, so you spend you know, a million dollars running some ads, and at most someone's going to say, "Oh, did you see the ad?" Instead a million dollars giving people you know coupons or toothpicks or hats, everyone's going to say, "Oh, I got a hat." And maybe that's, maybe that's a good final thought to leave this on, is this idea that word of mouth is just asking nicely, making it easy, giving people a reason to talk, giving them something to share. And if you make people happy, they're going to tell all their friends. That's perfect. The final question I ask everyone is, is there a technology you're using personally? Is there um, something new you've discovered, any software you're using to either make yourself more productive on the Internet or even just some things you're doing for fun, some blogs you read? I am playing a lot with Twitter. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, my word-of-mouth technology that I'm most into right now is Post-it notes. I love to give people a stack of Post-it notes. Uh, <laughs> High-tech stuff. When you give people Post-it notes, Post-it notes are made to be shared. Because you get a stack of 50, you stick them on 50 pieces of paper, and you give them to 50 friends. So there's a high-tech word-of-mouth solution for you. That's great. Well, thank you very much. Where can people find you? And um, what what is it that you you do aside from speaking and books uh, what right, other this, this what fun. other services would you like people to know you have available i teach word of mouth so i do word of mouth training courses i do seminars i sell the book so come on and learn how to be great at word of mouth the blog is called damniwish.com for damn i wish i thought of that or gaspedal.com is the consulting company thanks so much andy thank you Hey, Andy, that was great. Thanks so much for sharing those tips. It's almost like the guerrilla marketing and back to basics. Um, really great stuff and a bunch of things we've already put in place at 10 Golden Rules. We've had some great feedback on the 10 Golden Rules book that Andy mentioned in the interview. If you'd like to check it out, we have about two dozen copies left of the first printing. So if you want to get the collector's edition before we do a new cover and the second print run, please go to 10goldenrules.com. There's also a free excerpt, so if you want to check out the introduction and the first paragraph of the book, um, please go to 10 Golden Rules and check that out. Wouldn't you like to be a part of the next 10 Golden Rules podcast? Give us a call, 206-888-6606. It's a 100% digital recording system. It'll record your call and send me an MP3 file, and you can participate in the show uh, like the folks did at the start of the show. Once again, that number is... 206-888-6606. The song of the week, as I mentioned earlier, is from my new friend, Michael Page. I met Michael at Blog World Expo, and uh, we had a ton of fun at the various events uh, throughout the week, hanging out with Ellen and a bunch of folks at Blog World. So um, here is Michael Page. If you're into Josh Brogan and Enrique, I'm sure you'll like this. It's not the normal 10 Golden Rules rock track. It's Michael's single, Dance. Have a great week, everybody.
for listening to the 10 Golden Rules of Internet Marketing podcast. Please send comments and questions to podcast at 10goldenrules.com. That's podcast at 10goldenrules.com. Or use our call-in line 206-888-6606.
internet marketing needs.